We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Continuing our exploration of Al-Ghazali's uh, Disciplining the Soul, Kitab Riyadat Nafs. Let's jump into it. Sayyid Abdul Tarda once heard God's emissary, may God bless him and grant him peace, say, the very first thing to be weighed in the scales shall be good character and generosity. When God created faith, it said, O Lord God, strengthen me. And he strengthened it with good character and generosity. And when he created disbelief, it said, O Lord God, strengthen me. And he strengthened it with avarice and bad character. Okay, so these are some interesting uh, teachings. So the first thing that's going to be measure, measured on the Day of Judgment is your character. Right. There are other narrations that say the first thing that's going to be measured is your salah. Right. And so trying to put all these together, we're saying basically that character is that important. Just like the previous narration of the woman who does tahajjud and fasts all day, but she causes harm to everyone. That person is no good in her. And so a way to think about this is that your salah and your character go hand in hand. You cannot have, you cannot truly be consistent in your salah with bad character. Meaning one is eventually going to win. It may take a decade, it may take three decades, but one will win. Either your salah will outweigh your bad character and your character will improve, or your bad character will outweigh your salah. Okay. So if you have salah with good character, then what happens is that they reinforce each other. So can you have good character without Salah? Definitely, mm-hmm. right? We know a lot of people who, who aren't Muslim who have good character. What we're saying here is that for the complete picture, you need to have good character and Salah, and you need to have generosity. So when you put good character with generosity, when you pair those up together, then what is good character addressing? It's addressing truth. It's addressing keeping your commitments, keeping your trusts, so forth and so on. And then generosity is, of course, giving and giving and giving, right? If you don't have generosity also listed, then character often includes generosity in there. Okay. And this, these next two narrations, are, or this next narration is also interesting. So Allah creates Iman, and then Iman is saying to Allah, give me some ability, or give me some power, give me some strength. So Allah Ta'ala gave it strength through character and generosity. So what does that mean? If you have Iman in your heart, it will enact itself with character and generosity. Okay? Likewise, if you have character and generosity, that will strengthen Iman in your heart. Okay? If you have Kufr in your heart, then it will enact itself with bad character, with stinginess. Which is the opposite, right? Opposite of generosity. And then likewise, <coughs> bad character and stinginess will reinforce your kufr. Mm-hmm. And this raises the important point that we made in other classes. Someone who is not Muslim is not by definition a kafir in this context. Okay? Someone in this context is a kafir if they feel compelled to turn to Allah and they suppress it. Mm-hmm. And what makes it easy to suppress? Bad character. So you'll see throughout the Quran, kafirs are described as people of bad character. Hypocrites are described as people of bad character. 
So, one of the keys then to develop Iman is to improve your character. One of the keys to develop your character is to improve your Iman. One of the keys to develop either of those two is generosity. Right? So one way is to increase generosity. One way to break all this is to be stingy. Now, it doesn't mean that every time you have money, just give it away. Right? But you should be of a giving uh, spirit. Okay, continue. And he said, may God bless him and grant him peace. Verily, God has chosen this religion for himself. Thus, nothing is appropriate for your religion except generosity and good character. Ornament, therefore, your religion with them. Okay. So, it's more or less the same point, uh, but I love this choice of word, like, adorn your religion, beautify your religion, ornament your religion. Right? So, at the heart of your religion is your iman. And what is, uh, what is protecting your iman is your salah, is your, is your sadaqah, is your zakat, right? Your prayers, your, your fasting, your charity. Okay? And what's reinforcing those is your character. Okay? And that's what people see, right? That's your decoration, right? So we speak about your costume, which is your clothing. So you cover your hair so people identify you as Muslim. And the best way anyone wants to be identified as Muslim, uh, the best way to beautify yourself is with your character, is with your generosity. Like, you know, in terms of all the pressures that are on women in terms of appearance, sorry, um, what, I, what I started doing with my daughters, and we'll find out if it worked or not, ever since they were a kid, I kept making the point to them that, you know, do you know who the most beautiful person is? It's the person who's the most nice. And do you know who the, ugly, the most ugly person is? It's the person who's the most mean, right? And I've been saying that to them for, for well over a decade, right? I don't know how much protection it'll give them um, against all of the, the onslaught of, of appearance. But the key point being, one, spot, one style of beauty is a person's physical appearance, and a lot of that is really socially conditioned, right? In, in you know, one generation... You know, someone has to physically look like this, another generation physically look like that, right? <clears throat> the amount of clothing you show, the amount of clothing you don't show. <clears throat> Excuse me. But what are we saying here? The real way to beautify yourself is good character. And you'll see that. I mean, a person of good character is always attractive. A person of bad character just doesn't matter how physically beautiful they are, according to that uh, perspective. They're ugly. Okay, continue. He said, may God bless him and grant him peace. Goodness of character is God's greatest creation. He, he was once asked, O emissary of God, which believer is the best in faith? And he replied, he who is best in character. Okay, so again, remaking this point, but now giving you even more emphasis to it, of the greatest of Allah's creation is when you have good character. So think of it this way. Allah Ta'ala invented character. But what else are we saying? That uh, one way to praise Allah is by saying Alhamdulillah, and you should do that, or Subhanallah, right? You should do that, Allahu Akbar, you should do that. But one of the best ways to praise Allah is good character, right? That is one of the best ways to praise Allah, right? You often hear people say, that person is more Muslim than the Muslims, and they're talking about somebody with good character, right? You never hear that someone say that about someone who prays five times a day and is not Muslim. Mm -hmm. Right, but if there's someone who's generous and someone who has good character, a lot of people say, "Yeah, that person is more Muslim than the Muslims." So mm -hmm. we even all internally understand that. 
And when we think of the prophet, peace be upon him, that's one of the things we think of, how strong his character was. This becomes especially important in, in our era. I probably mentioned this last time, is that there's just such less and less and less importance given to upright character, mm -hmm. almost because it's hard, right? And what you often find is people who go into public and start acting like the morality police, then it always turns out that they themselves are like the most vile, mm -hmm. uh, corrupt people. But the point is that that's how serious character is. So if you are in a society where the character of people is bad, then it's the equivalent of like the absence of the light of Allah. Character is that central. And then what is, who are the best of people of Iman? Those who have best character. Okay, continue. And he said, may God bless him and grant him peace. You will not be able to suffice all people with your wealth. Suffice them, therefore, with a cheerful face and a goodly character. Okay. What does that mean you won't be able to suffice them with your wealth? What do you think? Mm -hmm. There is someone who will always um, be not satisfied with you, someone who will be disappointed with you, someone yeah. who will believe that you didn't give them enough. Yeah. Likewise, there will be someone who will believe that, you know, you didn't earn it, you're spoiled. Mm -hmm. All of those things, Right. And so your wealth will never make people happy. You may ha uh, get people to chase after you with some hope that you're going to give something to them. That's part of the celebrity culture. That's also part of the celebrity scholar culture, is that I think this person can give me something. Right? And that's why people want to take uh, selfies with celebrities. It's like, I've met this person. Right? This person, I'm in their world. Right? As opposed to just taking a selfie with a tree or something like that. That doesn't make any sense, right? Because what's a tree going to give me? Oh, yeah, oxygen so I can stay alive. So, so <clears throat> what you can get people to appreciate is you being happy. Happy in such a way that it makes them happy. I mean, you know, there are those annoying people that are like so happy, you're like, just get away from me, right? <laughs> but there are those other people who are so happy, you just want to be around them, Right? And those are usually the people who seem to be much more content, you know, enjoyable, and give people good character. People will be satisfied by that. Okay, continue. And he also said, may God bless him and grant him peace. Bad character corrupts one's works, just as vinegar corrupts honey. Okay. Um, what would be a metaphor today? Because we don't really talk about vinegar corrupting honey today. Mm -hmm. think? It doesn't have to be food. Mm -hmm. Mold corrupts bread. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. Right? So that's what bad character does. Bad character is like mold, and your deeds are bread. Right? That's literally what it is. That's exactly what it is. And so, like, you know, what does that mean? When you have a piece of bread that's moldy, you don't want to eat it unless you're desperate. Right? If you're desperate, you'll eat the most moldy bread because you got nothing else. And that's how character works. If you have the choice of being in the company of someone of good character or someone of bad character, you're going to choose a person of good character, right? And if you choose a person of bad character, there's something wrong with you, right? Sometimes people get attracted to, like, the, the rebel, you know, the, the reckless one, who might just be completely using them, right? And, and so, so that's something to also be cautious about. Bad character also informs your intentions, so your deeds may look like good deeds, but your intentions were bad. So either your, your character is going to be a source of light for your, for your intentions, which will make your actions of light, or, good, or um, they will be a source of darkness and mold.
But really think of bad character as something like sewage, like trash, like mold. That's how you should feel when you come across bad character. You should feel that way. Yeah. It is related on the authority of Jurir ibn Abdullah nice. that he said, May God bless him and grant him peace. You are a man you are a man whose form God has made excellent. Therefore make excellent your character also. Uh-huh. Again. So express your appreciation for Allah. Allah has made you of perfect form, of beautiful form, both in terms of physical appearance, but as well your whole your whole construction, you know. Lungs, heart, kidney, everything, right? And so you um, express Allah's greatness with your character. Sayyid al-Bara ibn Azid, the emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace, was was of all men the most beautiful of face and the most noble of character. Mm -hmm. So... Al-Bara, um, you will see his narrations in like books of Shama'il, talking mm-hmm. about the Prophet, peace be upon him. And this type of narration about the Prophet is, uh, is often one of my favorites, mm-hmm. that you have a bunch of people sitting in a room, the Prophet will be the most beautiful person sitting there. He might be dressed the same way as everybody else, he might be sitting at the same level as everybody else, but he's just the most beautiful person there. And he has the most beautiful character. And so think about that. Like, it's hard to evaluate someone who has more knowledge. Mm-hmm. Just because they can say cool, clever things doesn't mean they have more knowledge. But it's not hard to evaluate when someone has bad character. Right? And so as you, so one of the consequences of the increase of Islamic knowledge should be an increase of quality of character. If it is not happening, there's something wrong with the person's process of learning. Now, it doesn't mean that you take one course or you read one page of this book and suddenly, you know, your your heart is totally clean or anything like that. I mean, maybe you read one of these narrations and you really try to be conscious of it and you might exert 1% more effort in your character. But you do that over a long period of time, your character transforms to something better and better. Sayyid Abu Masood al-Badri said, The emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace, used to say during his prayers, O Lord God, thou hast made good my creation, therefore make good my character. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. So now he's making it into a dua. Mm -hmm. So there's an aspect of your character that is under your control. Mm -hmm. But you should also pray for good character. And also for those types of prayers, ask Allah to make it easy for you too. Because he may increase your character through a very difficult route. Sayyid Abdullah ibn Umar uh, said, The emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him uh, peace, used frequently to pray, O Lord God, I ask thee for health, contentment with my lot, and good character. Okay, again, straightforward. Mm -hmm. It is related on the authority of Abu Huraira, may God be pleased with him, that the Prophet, may God bless him and grant him peace, said, The honor of a Muslim is his religion. His lineage is his good character, and his virtue is his intellect. Okay. So these are the things that people often uh, often admire. Are you a person of honor? Are you a person of ancestry? You know, are you nobility? Mm-hmm. And then are you gallant? What word do they use for the intellect? Uh, virtue. Yeah, virtue. And so we're saying, in the reality, your honor comes by way of your deen, the practice of your deen. Mm-hmm. 
and your lineage, lineage doesn't give you anything, right? I mean, lineage can give you connections in this world. Um, maybe it'll make people admire you. Maybe it'll make people jealous of you. There's a lot of people who, because of, you know, connections they have with my, or family in, back in Pakistan, you know, a lot of times they'll just give me admiration that I didn't deserve, right? And so, uh, the real uh, place of so-called lineage is your character, you know? Like I say, you know, you know, the apple doesn't fall from far from a tree. If if the parents have good character, they will assume that the child has good character, right? And, you know, like to say, children reflect their parents. And so this was when Maryam alayhi salam, when she, when Jesus is born, peace be upon him, and she's going back to her town. The first thing people said when they saw her, because they're surprised, how do you have a child? You're not even married, right? Uh, was they said, look. Your father was, was, you know, your parents were, were virtuous people. They were not bad people. Even your brother was not bad. How did you do this? Right? And then, you know, then Isa al-Islam speaks as a, as a baby. But the point being that, yeah, that's the true indication of lineage. And then your virtue, your gallantry is your intellect. Okay, so what, what is another point to take from this? There's the ways we evaluate people. Then there's a proper way to evaluate we often evaluate people by lineage, by their clothing, you know, and things like that. But the real way to evaluate is character. What is the nature of their intellect? Okay, those things. You know. So it doesn't really matter if you're the child of a king, if you're a prince or a princess, if your character is bad. Sayyid Osama ibn Sharik um, said, I once witnessed the Bedouins asking the Prophet, may God bless him and grant him peace. What is the best thing that a bondsman can give? And he replied, good character. Okay, so good character is also something you're giving to people. So that's the real generosity. Mm. You can give people money, uh, which is generosity, uh, but you're giving people character. So when I'm telling you truth, mm -hmm. I'm giving you truth. When I am keeping uh, one of your trusts, let's say you, you entrust something to me, like a secret or something, I'm giving you security. Right? And so you're always in a process of giving. And the question is, what are you giving someone? And so here, one of the best things you can give someone is character, which means all those things that are involved with good character. Like when you're with the company of someone who you know has good character, it's like you, have, you can relax a little bit, right? Because you have trust. Or if this person's saying it, then you know it's true, right? When someone has bad character, like you don't know what they're going to say, then, you know, you're going to keep yourself on edge, on guard, right? And he said, may God bless him and grant him peace. The most beloved of you to me on the day of arising and the ones who shall sit closest to me will be the best of you in character. Yeah, so look at that. If I want to get close to the prophet, peace be upon him, on the day of judgment, I should have good character. Good. That's the key. That's the key to get closer and closer to the prophet, peace be upon him. Because think about the long-term effects. Like, again... Good character, good heart, which means good actions, which means good character further, which means over the course of your life, it's good character. And that's also spreading beyond you. Mm -hmm. So you're benefiting, you're giving good character. So another way to think about this, and you'll really appreciate this when you get older, inshallah, is that the best activism mm -hmm. you can do, one of the best activisms you can do is to raise children who are upright. What a lot of activists fail at is that they will focus so much on the community and they'll skip their own kids. Mm -hmm. So, so often you hear about someone who's this great person in the community and then their kids are doing drugs. Mm 
mm-hmm. right? Or the kids are just like out of control. Yeah, because the father, sometimes the mother, but usually the father's not around. So why wouldn't the kid be like that? And, and thus you've given harm to the community, mm-hmm. right? So one of the strongest, best things you can give to a community, one of the strongest, best activisms you can give is a child. It's an upright child. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Um, Sayyid Ibn Abbas the, said, The emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace, once said, There are three things which, when they are all absent from a man, should lead you to take no account of his works. A piety which restrains him from disobedience to God. A clemency which prevents him from harming the foolish. And a, and a noble character with which he lives among men. Okay. So, <clears throat> if you have all three... You're an upright person. If you don't have at least one of them, okay, then you have nothing to offer. Your deeds will be fruitless. So what are all three again? Um, the first one is a piety which restrains him from disobedience to God. Okay. So what does that mean? It means that my consciousness of Allah prevents me from doing wrong. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, what's number two? Um, a clemency which prevents him from harming the foolish. So, so this forbearance that I have, it's like a compassion, it's a concern for people. I have the power to harm someone, mm-hmm. but I'm restraining myself, right? And, and then the third one? A noble character with which he lives among men. I like this word noble quite a bit in this context because we don't really speak about noble behavior anymore, mm-hmm. behaving in a noble way. And that, I think, part, that part is straightforward. But we're saying these are the, the, the key characteristics to have. Right? If I have consciousness, if I have, I think it's like page 9, if I have consciousness of Allah, that is going to affect my behavior. That's going to influence my behavior. If I have compassion for people, then I'm going to be soft with them. Mm-hmm. And if I have uh, good character with the way I, I deal with people, then that will be a benefit to them. Are you doing that time? Are you okay? Okay. Um, One of his supplications, may God bless him and grant him peace. When beginning the prayer um, was, O Lord God, guide me to the better traits of character, for assuredly no one guides to the better traits of character but thee, and preserve me from the bad traits of character, for assuredly no one may preserve me from them but thee. Okay, again, that's straightforward. Right. So guide me to it, meaning make it easy for me to have good character. Make it hard for me to have bad character. Make it easy for me to be in the company of the people of good character. Make it hard for me to be in the company of those who have bad character. Said on a oh say you say or said um I think it's say you Said, it's said. Said, said. Yeah. said. Oh. Yes, yes, mashallah. Why haven't you corrected me? <laughs> yeah. uh, great. Okay. Said Anas. Yes. One day, when we were with the emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace, he said, good character melts away sin just as the sun melts ice. Okay. So look at that. So bad character is like mold. Good character melts away sin. <laughs> <laughs> now it's on. 
Oh, cool. I mean, no one knows who you are, so it doesn't matter. So, you know, except for your friends will recognize your voice. Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you're if you're concerned, I can erase it. But no, I think it'll no, add no, to it'll no, add, it'll add to okay. the the joy. No. So yeah. So so what are we taking from this? Look at how character affects you. Okay. So good character affects your heart, but it also wipes away your sins. Okay. It makes it dissolve. Okay. Continue. And he said, may God bless him and grant him peace. Good character is part of a man's saving felicity. Yeah. Meaning, uh, one thing you notice about people with bad character mm -hmm. is that they're not happy people. Hmm. They might be funny people. They might be people who seem to live, you know, according to worldly measurements well. But they aren't happy the way a person of good character is happy. Another way to think about this, a person of good character can look in the mirror. Right. All of us will see faults in ourselves. Right. Um, but the point is, uh, there's going to be things nagging at you. Yeah, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't have done that. Right. Good character, you're not going to have those things. Okay. But everyone will have regrets anyway, but that's, that's the key point being that if you are a person of good character, uh, it is a cause of happiness. And if you are a happy person, it makes it easier to have good character. See, all these things keep work both ways. And he said, may God bless him and grant him peace. Good character is auspiciousness. Yeah. So, um, good fortune. Think of auspiciousness as good fortune. Said. So, so the point being that um, uh, good character um, is, what is, for a lot of people, it's easy to have uh, good character when you have good fortune. Mm -hmm. Some people it's hard. But if you have good character, that is itself good fortune. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, like people a lot of times have this uh, the, the line, okay, when I make a lot of money, I'm going to do all these great things. Right? If you're not doing things right now, you're not going to do a lot of things when you have a lot of money. Right? Uh, or I'll change myself later. And so the key point of good character is you're also understanding the priority of things, which means you know what you need to be concerned about. That is fortune, because you understand how life works. That's one of the joys of getting older, is all these things that used to trouble you, you realize you didn't really need to be troubled by them. And things that you took as huge before, you realize they're not really that big. And so you're getting your priorities straight. The more you have good character, that is a statement that you have your priorities straight. And a lot of these points, in the general, are basically saying how important good character is. Mm -hmm. But we're also talking about how good character affects you. Okay. He said, may God bless him and grant him peace to Abu Dhar. O Abu Dhar, there is no intelligence like foresight and no lineage like good character. Okay. Again, we've spoken about the lineage part. And then intelligence is foresight, meaning wisdom. Intelligence is to look at the consequence of your actions. If you're someone who doesn't care about the consequence of your actions, you're a fool, right? And people will think that they have integrity that way. People will think that they're defiant, but ultimately they're fools. You have to look at the consequence of your actions. What is the impact your action is going to have the people around you, on yourself, or on other people? How could you argue for integrity? What do you mean? Well, you said people may think that they have integrity that way by, like, not evaluating. Because they'll say, they'll say, you know, I'm being who I really am, oh. right? The, who they are may not be a good person. It is related on the authority of Anas that Um Habiba once said, 
To the emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace. O emissary of God, what if a woman that had two husbands in this world, um, and she died, and they died also, and all were received into heaven, whose wife would she be then? And he replied, the wife of him whose character was best in the world. Okay, go ahead. Um, o Um Habiba, good character brings all that is good in the world and the next. Okay. So some people are going to read this and say, huh? How are you going to have a, a wife with two husbands? How would you have that? One passed away and yes, then she got married again. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so the point being, so who are you going to be with in paradise? The one with the better character. Okay. All right, continue. And he said, may God bless him and grant him peace. The rightly guided Muslim attains the degree of him who fasts and prays at length merely through his good character and noble nature. And in another version, he read, the degree of him who is thirsty during the midday heat through fasting. Okay, so what are we saying here? If you have good character, it is the equivalent of someone who fasts. Okay? It doesn't mean you don't have to fast, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. If you have good character, it is the equivalent of someone who does tahajjud. And tahajjud is huge. Mm -hmm. Okay? If you, you know, you know that feeling of thirst when you're fasting, you're getting rewarded for that difficulty. And so how do we put this then into practice? We're saying that, like, what is it about fasting and tahajjud? Fasting is you're restraining yourself even from things that are halal. So this is not even necessarily Ramadan. This is fasting outside of Ramadan, not a makeup fast or anything like that, right? And so you're taking extra control of yourself. And that's what character is. Tahajjud, you're breaking your sleep. And then you're getting up and doing wudu, right? And then you're praying, right? And, and so think of how much self-control that requires, and that's what character is. Right? So each time you're fasting, you're raising your ranks, and, and what is part of it? You're taking really strong control of yourself. And each time you are exercising good character, when it is easy not to, mm -hmm. you're taking control of yourself. So good character is... Um, the same metaphor that fasting is. Okay. okay. Um, said Abdul Rahman ibn Samura, when we, oh, sorry, we were once with God's emissary, may God bless him and grant him peace. When he said, yesterday I beheld a remarkable thing. I saw a man from my nation crouching on his knees, being divided from God by a veil. Then his good character came and brought him into God's presence. Okay, try to make sense of this. From God. So, so when would you be kneeling? Uh, salah. Yeah. So when you're when you're praying, your goal is to connect to Allah, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But here you have a person who's trying to connect to Allah, but there's a veil in between. Mm -hmm. But then, as the person's character appeared then the veil went away. So, so what are we saying? Part of my goal in, in, in namaz, in salah, is to connect to Allah, mm -hmm. right? And what that also means is that I'm disconnecting from the world around me and I'm focusing on Allah, mm -hmm. okay? But what is it that really facilitates that door to open? It's my character. And the way to think about this, if you have bad character, you are often going to be more constricted psychologically. Like, I'll put it like this. If you're lying... You have to keep your lies straight, mm -hmm. right? And usually to confirm your lie, 
you have to tell another lie, and then another lie, and then another lie, and you have to keep all of them straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're telling the truth, then you don't have to remember anything, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like your brain is free, and that makes it eaters easier to connect to a law. So good character is your actual natural state. Is you know when you have bad character, then you have to keep track of bad character. If you're a criminal and you steal things, then you have to cover your tracks. Mm-hmm. Then you have to hide the thing you've stolen. Then you have to act natural. But if you just earn your things honestly, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So what are we saying? Uh, if I'm having trouble connecting to a law, uh, one th- in my prayer, one thing to check is what is the condition of my character? Where or no? And let me rephrase it. Where can I improve my character? Everybody has places where they can improve. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, let's go to the end of this section. Okay. Um, said Anas, the emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace, said, a bondsman may attain through his good character high and noble degrees in the afterlife, even though he be feeble in his worship. Okay, again, that's straightforward. So well, suppose I'm someone who, you know, I know I'm supposed to pray, and I just, you know, I look at my life and I've missed so many prayers, right? With my good character, I can still rank super high. Okay. That's how big character is. Okay. It is related that Omar, may God be pleased with him, once asked permission to enter of the Prophet, may God bless him and grant him peace, who had with him some women of Quraysh who were talking to him in voices loud enough to drown out his own. When Omar asked leave to enter, they rushed behind a screen. And when he entered God's emissary, may God bless him and grant him peace, was laughing. So that he asked, what has made you laugh? May my father and my mother be your ransom. And the prophet replied, I was surprised at these women who were with me and who, when they heard your voice, rushed behind the screen. It would be more proper for them to hold you in awe, O emissary of God, Omar declared. Then he went over to them and said, You enemies of, of your own selves, are you awed by me and not by God's emissary? May God bless him and grant him peace. And they replied, Yes, you are sterner and harsher than him. And the prophet said, May God bless him and grant him peace. O Ibn al-Khattab, by him in whose hand lies my soul, never does Satan meet you in one valley without turning off into another. Okay, so this is a famous story, right? The Prophet, peace be upon him, is having class with sisters, which is usually on a Thursday, like today, mashallah. And so they are speaking really loudly to the point that, you know, it's even overtaking the Prophet's voice, peace be upon him. And then they hear Omar coming, right? And then they all get their hijabs and everything straight. They're making themselves, you know, completely organized. And the Prophet thinks this is hilarious, you know, peace be upon him. And Omar, look at the way he speaks to the prophet. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, and also, don't look at negatively at the women here. There are, they wanted time with the prophet. We want to learn. Mm-hmm. So they're also being comfortable with him. And Omar, you know, is saying, you know, you know ya, ya, ya Rasulullah, may Allah always keep you smiling. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what's making you smile? Mm-hmm. And the prophet's saying, you know, they heard you, and then suddenly they started, you know, straightening themselves out. And Omar is saying, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Women, you should be, you know, the prophet... If you're going to fear someone, you should fear the prophet rather than me. Mm-hmm. And the prophet said, peace be upon him, or they responded by saying, you're more harsh than the messenger is. Okay. And so Omar's behavior is not wrong, but it illustrates how people will behave in your company. So if you are soft, 
like an authority and you're soft, people will be comfortable in your company. If you're stern, then people will behave like on guard. Okay. Both of them are correct because we don't see the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, correcting Omar. In this case, right? And then Ahmad is so firm and so stern, even Shaitan is afraid of him. <laughs> which is which is pretty funny, mashallah. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. And he said, May God bless him and grant him peace. Bad character is an unpardonable sin, and assuming the worst is a trans transgression which produces evil. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting, because um, um, another way to look at this is um, that sin or distrust is nasty. Okay. So bad character is that bad. You know, like they say, shirk can't be forgiven. Here, you know, the prophet is reported to have said, bad character is that bad. Okay. Okay. And distrust of people is foul. So think about that. When you have distrust in your heart about someone, it just, it just eats at you. You know, I, still, I like your analogy, Marshall, of mold. It just, it just eats away at your well-being. Okay, let's finish it off. And he said, may God bless him and grant him peace. Through his bad character, a man can sink in the lowest tier of hell. It's that simple. So this is possibly someone who prays. Mm -hmm. You can still reach the lowest level of hell. You can be a believer. Your theology could be perfect, yet you reach the lowest level of hell because of your character. So this latter part is, is also, you know, very, very serious. Okay, any questions about anything? Anything at all? Okay, so in the Sharif translation, we are at the bottom of page 90, uh, volume 3, and then uh, page 12 of the winter translation. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka na tubi lake. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka na tubi lake. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka na tubi lake. Wa akhir da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.